0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, August the 1st, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This is Just a Thought. Well, it is the first of the month, and today's word of the day is Luft. Mitch, which means an impractical, contemplative person having no definite business or income. Luftmensch. I hope everyone is having a blessed Sunday or will have a blessed and happy Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. It's been a while since I was able to come to you all on uh, Sunday. I hope everyone will enjoy their Sunday, like I said. Uh, Nice day here in North Carolina, looks like it, but later on they're expecting some uh, rain, thunderstorms, of course, it's summer. Cool off a little bit, you know, uh, all of last week pretty much we were in that heat index window. Where that heat index, man, it shot up, I believe, Friday. They said it shot up to like 104 or or 105 maybe. So I hope everyone stayed hydrated and uh, wore that sunscreen if they were outside. I had to be outside. Man. Well, I think this week they're calling for temperatures to mellow out a little bit. But I'm sure the heat will be back. This is August. <laughs> this is August in the south. So that heat's coming back. Trust and believe. Now, if you uh, have been paying attention in the news, of course, internationally, as we all know, the uh, U.S. troops have withdrawn from Afghanistan and they withdrew, uh, I think it was sometime in June, they started their withdrawal and and I think by now, I believe by now it is complete. Now, what also happened was uh, this week, they began to allow Afghan translators into the United States. I believe they uh have them staying in Virginia if I'm not mistaken or somewhere up there along that those lines. But um <clears throat> excuse me. However, and the question I have is with those translators because what was happening during the uh, the war, of course a lot of those translators were killed because they were seen as traitors by the Taliban. But also a lot of those translators weren't translators. Now I'm not casting any de- disparaging uh comments or or hypotenuses or or however you would say it, but um, (laughs) I'm just kind of iffy about that moving the translators here to the United States. That's just me. That's just me. Just my thought. Now, however, in Afghanistan alone, man, it's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad. The Taliban has captured what they're saying is half of the country's 400 or so odd districts. Since the U.S. has withdrawn. Now, this is fueling the fear of the return to the extremist rule or a civil war, which is causing a refugee crisis, humanitarian crisis, because what's happened is uh, many are, um, like I said, are are seeing this as an early sign of a refugee crisis with what they're saying, 30,000. Each week, are fleeing the country. Some are heading to the neighboring country of Pakistan. Pakistan. Some are trying to get into the the to Europe. So far, what they're saying is uh, the the exact number is three hundred and thirty thousand or more have evacuated Afghanistan. Man, that country is certainly and, and and that was talked about. I mean, we knew that was coming. This country is uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say up for grabs. But man, they, they they are they are going through it. The the to think that um, after everything they've been through, that they're they're now facing a humanitarian crisis because they have refugees. They're fleeing. I mean, the Taliban's coming through, and like they said, they've captured captured over uh, four hundred or so of its odd providences or, or whatever, or what have you. Yeah, they're sweeping and they're taking over the country. They're sweeping the country and they're, they're taking it over. And it's going to return right back to where it once was 20 some odd years ago before that Afghan U.S. war started. So, well, Taliban U.S. war started. So, man, it's just sad to think. And we've all seen it before on TV, how it unfolds. And they're showing some, some um, you know, many people are. are on the outskirts, or, or on that that line of Afghans, Afghanistan and Pakistan, and their uh, in te- tents, that that temporary shelter of, of tents with their family. There's a lot of families there, a lot of kids and women, and many may say that they're open targets because you know once the Taliban is 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 done capturing whatever they can of the country, they may like always, and it has happened. They make their way to that those borders, and they start. Uh, man, I, I just hate to say it, wiping people out, exterminating. That's just the hard, crucial, uh, hard, cruel reality of the world. We stay in. it. It just is. And 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 like I said, with with them bringing or allowing the uh, translators here to the United States, I certainly hope that they are just translators, and that's it. You know, there's been a fear that they had what they called uh these sleeping cells. We haven't heard that in a while, where they have sleeping cells inside of countries because they've done it in Europe and, and and where they have these sleeping cells and they send the call out and then they carry out their terrorist ideals and threats or or just terroristic acts. Certainly hope that's not the case. But pray prayer is, is most needed. Afghanistan, if, if if that sounds logical to some people. Some people may feel like, oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't just turn a bl- blind eye all the time. This is a, a glaring example of the world we're living in or have lived in. All right. Well, let's move along here. Um, also, <laughs> the U.S. is, is Willing, if I could say that with this uh, Delta variant, that COVID nineteen. What they're saying, uh, as it stands now, they are there are ninety three million people who are unvaccinated in the United States. That's just a, the estimate they gave out. Uh, what they're saying they consist these groups, or, or there's two groups actually of the unvaccinated. They consist of the those that are flat out saying, "Hey, I ain't taking it." no way, no how. I'm not taking the shot. Versus those that are are still on the fence as it relates to taking this uh, vaccination. They're, they're uh, on the fence. They're saying, well, I could, I, I want to, but I may not. They're undecided. And this is according to surveys. I'm not sure how these surveys are taken. Uh, they may be online or that, hey, maybe they call people or maybe they just go around asking people out on the streets. But the second group health officials are saying progress is being made so a lot of them are, are coming around. But they are still outnumbered by those refusing to flat out take the shot by two to one. So that's driving the the the, the numbers up. But they're, they're optimistic. They're saying progress is still being made. Now, states with the highest COVID cases also had the highest vaccination rate. Now, that's the that that's. They had the highest vaccination rates for the third week in a row. So that that's a promising sign. Those that were on the fence and, and those that had those states that had those highest COVID numbers are, are saying they, they are seeing an increase in vaccinations for the third week in a row. So that's a good sign. Um, it, it's The Delta variant, of course, they're overrunning the hospitals. What they're saying is, is they have a, a high number of, of people that that are showing up with COVID-like symptoms or flat-out COVID. So once again, our nurses and doctors and hospitals and emergency rooms are being overran, so much so that uh, some states are telling people, hey, we, we can't, the influx of, of people coming with, with COVID, what they're saying is, hey, go to your uh, primary care provider. Hospitals are overran. They can't keep up, once again. Uh, like I said, we're going back to where we were, a year or so ago. Instead of us moving forward, it looks like we're going back. Uh, That Delta variant, what they're saying is it it may, it is as contagious as the common cold now. But they're saying that the, the best way to still fight it is vaccinations and wearing masks. And we know about those mask mandates because here in North Carolina, the governor came out and, uh, He he said, hey, if you're going into a a crowded space or whatever or what have you, put on a mask, whether you're vaccinated or or not. Because what they're also saying, the vaccinated, they are finding can contact, uh, contract and transmit COVID. So that's certainly eye opening, but they're still saying the vaccination is the best defense against it. You know, The Delta variant, and 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 at this point for me, I have to be honest. The Delta variant, and those that say they they aren't getting vaccinated. Excuse me, I I understand wholeheartedly, you know, and I understand and I get it, got it, understand those that say, hey, I don't want anybody telling me or being feeling like I'm being forced to take something that the government readily doesn't even know what the uh, side effects are, or if it is that effective. The Delta variant is showing that. With the, the, They're saying that uh, those that are vaccinated can still get COVID. And they're learning as they go, like a, like a, like I an old street football game, you know, the old street football game where you make up the rules as you go along. And, and you know, hey, like the I said, the blue truck was out of bounds. No, now I'm saying it's the red truck. They have to keep changing the rules, or 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 the criteria, it, it, whatever you want to say, they have to keep changing because they're learning as they go. So for those that are saying, "Ah, this seems, this sounds like a, a, a some so, some sort of a conspiracy, a plot, employee. Uh no, it's not. It's just it, it just isn't this 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 COVID. No one in their minds or or or, or thought process could have fathomed something like this. It's new. So they're learning as they go. They're gathering data as they grow. So yeah, as they go along, as this uh, uh, virus grows. So they are going to have to change the rules, come out with new uh, guidelines. Do I believe wholeheartedly that that they know what they're they're talking about? No, they can't. Common sense dictates or, or common sense should kick in and say, wait a minute. Well, hey, they really can't. Mill it down. They're learning as they go. That's just a plus. That's a given. You know, I can. If you think back to when COVID first started, how the 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 politics got into it, how they were saying, "No, wait, that's just a political ploy. They're trying to control you. Don't fall for the trap." how you could fathom that notion that this is a control game? Maybe it is by a certain political party. Maybe there's somehow, some way, people have always somehow, some way, uh, during a crisis, there are some, or there are uh, quite a few people that finagle their, their way into uh to their finagle it somehow, some way to their advantage. So I can understand that the feeling uh, somewhat that this this is a ploy because it seems like uh, when Donald Trump. <laughs> was in office. It seems like everything he said that, that everything he was saying, they were saying, no, that's a lie. That's incorrect. Now they're saying, yeah, that's correct. But they're they're attributing all the progress in the fight to rid this country of COVID to, uh, president Biden. Same things they said that Donald Trump was lying about. didn't know what he was talking about. Now that, that president Biden is in office. Now it's golden. Now it's the gospel. Um, so that's how I, I believe this, this little ploy or conspiracy thing comes up because of the politics involved with this now. There doesn't seem to be a, a, a an all out rush to really and truthfully deal with COVID, not unless it's surrounded by politics. Maybe that's the media. Maybe it's a, a certain political political group. Whatever, what have you, whoever's behind it or whoever is pulling the strings, some may say, that's fine for me. But at some point in time, you got to think about your own personal safety and health and well-being and your family also. I mean, if you're in a state that's having an, an, an uptick and they're having a high number of, of COVID cases or the, that Delta variant, and you're not vaccinated and you, you're saying to yourself, oh, hell, I'm still not get, getting vaccinated. I think you're caught in this little political ploy that they have going on. Think about it for a minute and think about yourself. Like I said, for me, getting the vaccination, I, 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 I hey, I was at a, a, a crossroads like everyone else. Had, all the, had a lot of questions, had a lot of thoughts, had a lot of what ifs, but like I said, when those around me started catching it, I was like, "Well, hold up, wait a minute, let me backtrack here. Let me think. Let me think realistically. Do I really want to bring this thing into my my home? I mean, even though my 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 wife and and daughter had already caught, uh, caught it, I had a son, and and, and those I work with." So I better get this vaccination. By the way, when I got the vaccination, that's when COVID popped out. <laughs> Funny how things work out. But thankfully, and 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 I feel so blessed, I didn't have a severe case of it. Still can't smell. I still can't smell a lick. Some, well, I take that back. I get whiffs and then it goes away. So I, I don't know, maybe that's a long-term effect. I guess that's a long-term effect of it. Because what another thing that came out with is uh, the long term effects effects of COVID. They're now having a lot of hospitals and doctors are having to deal with that. Those that are people that are still having long term effects. They already had COVID, and they're still feeling some of the symptoms. I gotta say, this disease, or, or well, this virus, I should say. I'm sorry, this virus. It ain't a joke. It ain't a myth. It ain't a ploy. It is real. It is real as the day is long. So I I think if we really and truthfully want to get rid of this, take the politics out of it and think about it, come up with your own, uh, your own reasoning, take the politics out of it, stop listening to the news, the media or whatever, or what have you. Um, A lot of the doctors and nurses, what they're saying, and they've always said this, that the reason why they're being overran with COVID cases. it At one point in time, they were saying it was the young, you know, the young were transmitting it to the older people. Now they're seeing a lot of young people that are coming in with this Delta variant. This Delta variant, it is more contagious. And just like uh, whether, whether you think the one thing about COVID is it doesn't discriminate. It just doesn't. Young, old, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, male, female. Heterosexual, homosexual, however you want to say it, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care about your your gender, your race, your sexual orientation, religious beliefs. It just doesn't. It's a virus. It's a virus. Whether you think it was man-made or 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 not or whatever or what have you, it's here. So don't you think you should deal with it? Deal with your own personal safety and well-being. Stop relying on politicians or other groups to tell you. Uh, this their side or their theory of what or how COVID started uh, or whatever or what have you. Think for yourself. And you know, that's one thing I've always said. People need to think for themselves. Stop relying on the government. Stop relying on these political, social groups to come out and tell you, well, no. Think about it for yourself. Do for yourself. Because I, I can honestly tell you that, that that COVID is real. It just is. and it, And for us now to be going through it uh, almost two years later, and we're going back to where we were, I would think by now we would have this somewhat under control, but we don't have it under control because of the unvaccinated and um, those refusing refusing to wear a face mask. Uh, Still still lost on that. I just didn't know that. It, It seems simple to me that, like the CDC says, CDC says the one of the, the main way to really help and in, in reducing these numbers, of course, vaccination, but simply putting on a face mask because what they're in fear of the CDC and even the uh, WHO world world health organization has came out and said also what they're fear of fear of is uh, in fear of is like the Delta variant, they're saying there may be some more strands that may get stronger off of the Delta variant. So there may be some more strands out there that are coming out. And and <laughs> that's why I say you, you can't really buy into that theory of it being uh this little conspiracy, or or it's lab man, it's man-made in a lab in wuhan. Uh, or somebody was drinking bats' blood, or whatever the hell else you, you, they come up with. Whether that is or isn't, it's here. It's real. Think about it. Just think about it. Take your own safety and well-being into account. Not your political party that you belong to. Not your social engineer engineering. Not just social media posts. Just think about yourself. Truthfully, just think about yourself. Also, as a result of COVID, we all know that federal eviction moratorium has expired. Expired as of 12.01 a.m. this morning. And citizens have um, camped out on the steps of the nation's capital to protest. And I think they should now the Biden administration made a last ditch plea to uh to to extend but to no avail. You know, they went to the Senate, they wanted the Senate to come out and say, "Hey, uh, y'all need to hold a session and vote on this to extend this eviction moratorium." But the Senate said no. Now with that possible extension, they were trying to uh work it out to where it would allow states to distribute the tens of billions. And that's billions with a B. That's right. Tens of billions of untapped federal aid still sitting, waiting to be distributed. Hmm. I got to say, <laughs> what was the holdup? Now what they're saying, the states are saying, well, we we didn't, uh, we didn't, you know, like I, I reported earlier, Uh, here in North Carolina, they were saying, well, we really didn't have the funds until two to three months ago. And then we had to train people, retrain, we had to hire people. So this moratorium went into effect last year in March, I believe. March of 2020. So this money's been here since then, and you just started getting money out to the states? Or what were the states doing when they got this money? Because the question for me, I keep asking or saying is how could you allow this money to sit right up until the end of the moratorium and then say, oh, we got to get it out. We got to get it out. What we all doing? And with the money that's left, are you going to allow those states to hold on to that money and, and start paying some of this rent? Or are you going to take it back? Because that is the bureaucracy of it all. A lot of times when the Fed gives money and it's not used in that allotted time, they'll cut it and take it back. So what are you guys going to do with it? Maybe they're preparing for this second or third wave that is coming of COVID but like i said there are some there there's a quite a uh, uh, that that group or groups have grown grown that have uh went to dc and they're camped out in front of the capitol i guess I imagine they say hey if you want to kick us out we're going to come here and and live protest wow it is uh certainly sad to think that those you know a, a lot of people that they're saying that are in danger of being evicted at one point in time before COVID they were working, they were paying bills. They were able-bodied out and about uh, producing citizens, but COVID hit, they lost a job, lost a job, lost a source of income. And now it appears they may be losing their homes what they call home. There's a lot of renters that are hurting this morning. They're probably worried. I would be. (laughs) I would be worried senseless. They're worried. And rightfully so. I mean, imagine how you would feel if if you didn't have any income or maybe you were just starting to get back on your feet. And yeah, you were behind because of what they're saying. Also, this goes back 15 16 months, back to last year. And there it is an uns, unsurmountable uh task to think that you could pay that that back rent. You, you just I mean, that's that's an unsurmountable A lot of people aren't going to be able to pay that back rent. So a lot of people are gonna be ready to be kicked out. We'll see what happens next week because uh <laughs> wow. They're expecting there to be a rush of evictions. A lot of landlords are saying, "Nope, time's up. It just amazes me how we are now finding out that because of COVID, that our bureaucracy and our system of government or our way of doing business within the government just ain't working. It's just not. Why isn't it working? Because of bureaucracy. This money's been here why hasn't it been distributed? Why, pray tell, are they saying tens of billions of dollars are just sitting there when they knew full well that people were in need? Why is it it wasn't put into play? Why is the money just sitting there? Why are they holding on to it? So with this moratorium expiring, are you saying that you you can't distribute anymore? Well, we gotta have another special session for that to free that up, free the money up. It is astonishing, it's shocking, it's outright sad, and enrages some people, and it should. Like I said, a lot of people are—I mean—are getting ready to be kicked out on the streets, literally. Families; these aren't single people. A lot of these people have kids, wives, husbands. They were probably—chances are—they were already just getting by before COVID started. And then this happens. So you could tell that those were the ones that were just getting by and they were hanging on by a thin thin thread and COVID came and exposed everything, every aspect, every facet of a lot of people's lives. Came unhinged and unglued that quick. So if anything, I would say, I would say pray. Someone certainly needs to step up. I'm just wondering what's what they're gonna do with all those billions and that's billions with a b. what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna allot it to some other program somewhere else, or are you just gonna hold on to it until you need it for something? It's to sound so skeptical skeptical and and <laughs> about the government, but hey. When foolishness like this arises, you have to—you you, kind of see why the people are always always questioning and ridiculing the government. You see full well, and now you, you got to understand. You got to say to yourself, uh, "Now I see. Yeah, that is foolish for you to have that money sitting there for all this time, and then within <laughs> within weeks or, or months, two to three months, within the uh, when the moratorium is set to expire." You uh, uh come up with and you say, Hey, we're trying to get the money out, but we had to retrain. Federal, the federal government was slow rolling the money out. We had to retrain, rehire people, or hire people, or whatever, or what have you, but the money's still sitting there. Now that it is expired, the money's still sitting there. So what are you guys gonna do with the money? That needs to be the question. Are you gonna hold on to it or are you gonna let the states take over and, and allow them to uh help and assist people? I don't know. Maybe you just wanna a lot of people homeless, more homeless than we have now. appears to be what is happening. It just does. It just does. I'm getting ready to get out of here. Uh, Like I said, it's Sunday. Got to go to work. And with everything that's going on in the world with COVID, the Delta variant, with what's going on in uh, Afghanistan, uh, pray. We have to pray. We have to pray more. We got to stay in the word. I think I believe wholeheartedly that would clear a lot of nonsense up. At some point in time in your life, uh, you got to get rid of, like I said, the before the political groups, the social groups, social media, whatever. You got to get them out of there. Get them out of your mind. Just do. Pray. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, this is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.